What is up, hockey people? I have got a contest alert for you. Um, first of all, go ahead over on Twitter to at HockeyPodNet. That's at Hockey, P-O-D-N-E-T, and give the Hockey Podcast Network a follow. That way you can keep up with all these contests and enter this one specifically. Uh, this is a cool hockey contest. If you don't know about cool hockey, they supply all sorts of cool hockey gear. Uh, horrible explanation of a company that's already called Cool Hockey. But anyway, moving forward, uh, jerseys, shirts, all sorts of stuff like that. Uh, you're going to need to go to coolhockey.com slash THPN. That way we can track your order. That's really important. Make sure you go to coolhockey.com slash THPN. And while you're there, enter the promo code THPM for 30% off. Purchase a Cool Hockey jersey, anyone you want, before June 1st. Then go to at HockeyPodNet on Twitter and look at their pinned tweet uh, that has the contest details. Let them know below in that tweet by replying to it that you ordered that jersey and which one you ordered. They'll connect your Twitter account to said order, and then a winner will be drawn from those contestants on Saturday, June 6th. There will be a video posted at HockeyPodNet to announce the winner, and the winner will be welcomed as a guest onto their favorite NHL team podcast. So if you want to be a part of a cool show and be a little guest and get a little honor and also get a jersey at 30% off, why not? Go to coolhockey.com slash THPN, promo code THPN, buy a cool jersey for 30% off, and then tag, uh, respond to the tweet from at HockeyPodNet on Twitter. And you will get entered into that contest. June 6th, winners will be drawn. Thanks for sticking with me through this probably not so great read, but you get the gist. Go to HockeyPodNet on Twitter, look at that tweet, um, and all the details will be there in case you couldn't decipher what the heck I'm talking about. Let's get to the episode. You are listening to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on Twitter. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download them at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts. People, Hockey Podcast Network, Siren Sounder Podcast. Here we are, episode 362. Glad to have been around for that long. Wow, what a crazy ride it has been. A lot of stuff going on in the world. A lot of stuff going on around uh, the NHL. And uh, we got some stuff to get into. And there's really one thing in particular I feel like we need to talk about first. Um, it's probably what most people have been thinking about. It's cooled down a little bit now that we've kind of had some some time to gather our thoughts, I guess, on it. Uh, but when it first kind of came out as a, as a uh, news bit, um, a lot of people were really kind of freaking out about it. Um, and that is the idea that the, the Carolina Hurricanes would move forward with an affiliate for their AHL team that is not the Charlotte Checkers next year. Now look, if you haven't been paying attention to this, there's been a lot of rumors of this for a while. And like I think we've all 
done our part to dismiss them as this is nonsense. And like, I think we probably, a few of us need to apologize to some reporters that we, (laughs) we were like, that's so stupid. You're such an idiot. Why would you even write that? Like quit your job, dude. (laughs) You know, we were probably pretty rude to some people as a fan base um, that were probably correct and uh, just had the inside scoop before anyone else did. Uh, But hey, that's how far we'll go to defend our team and our franchise. But basically the deal is uh, pro teams have an affiliate contract with AHL teams. Like the AHL is the the minor league, the highest minor league uh, league for uh, the NHL, much like AAA baseball is for the MLB. Uh, it's a very similar-ish system. And so every team has an affiliate because that's where all your, your developing players go to play uh, once they turn pro. Um, these affiliates are on contracts. So while, yes, most teams tend to stick with, I mean, take, for example, the Toronto Marlies. Toronto Marlies have been and will continue to be the affiliate for the Toronto Maple Leafs for, like, ever, for the rest of time, and as long as that franchise is a thing. Uh, Same thing most likely with, like, the Providence Bruins, you know? I mean, there's a reason why these teams are named after the pro team. (laughs) Um, But... If you've been a Hurricanes fan for a while, you remember the days of um, the Lowell Lock Monsters up in Massachusetts, and you remember the days of the Albany River Rats uh, up in New York. And those were other affiliates uh, that were AHL teams that, you know, that's that's where the the minor league team played. That's where all the coaching staff was, um, and that's what... So these teams exist, like, uh, on their own. The Charlotte Checkers are a are a... A franchise. They're an AHL team. They will continue to be an AHL team. Um, they used to be, I believe, an ECHL team. Bumped up to the AHL, and then the Hurricanes signed an affiliate deal with them um, after the one expired with Albany. That was a, a while ago now. And so the the deal's great for those teams. Well, let me get back to what I was doing. I'm getting off track already. Uh, Charlotte Checkers are, are a team and have an affiliate deal with the Hurricanes that expires at the the end of this season, um, which, you know, as you know, the the deals, the contracts like that run through July 1st because technically July 1st is, is the start of a new season. Now, obviously, this year we got some crazy mess going on and it won't truly be the start of a new season, but that's just how those contracts are set up regardless. Um, so after this season, the Checkers have no NHL affiliate and uh, the Hurricanes have no AHL affiliate until they, they make deals. So... Um, last year, the same thing happened, and the Hurricanes uh, re-signed the, the Checkers to a, a one-year affiliate deal after winning the Calder Cup, um, which, you know, I don't think a lot of us paid attention to or even knew that that was really going on, uh, but that kind of speaks to maybe a little bit of a soured relationship if you're looking back on it now, because team just won the Calder Cup, uh, coach is elected, you know, uh, AHL coach of the year for the entire league and all these really good promising players. And, uh, you know, a lot of things change, but obviously it seems like a situation you'd be really happy with, thrilled with it. The fan turnout was great. Um, the, the cross promoting is fantastic and it's just a really good, it's a really good situation for both organizations, really specifically Charlotte though, um, probably has the better end of the deal, but the Hurricanes definitely, it, it draws more people into them uh, in the Charlotte area and, and you know, surrounding areas that um, know the checkers, just like, you know, uh, I bring it back to the MLB and, you know, minor league baseball. 
ton of minor league teams around the country, and uh, they're fun to go see, you know. Um, I'm sure if you live in the Raleigh area, you've been to a few Durham Bulls games, and uh, it's a good time, and it makes you want to pay more attention to... So imagine if the Durham Bulls, if, if there was a, um, a pro team in Charlotte that wasn't necessarily as popular in Raleigh as it was in Charlotte, but the fact that there's a minor league team for, you know, that's an affiliate of that pro team that people in Raleigh are all about and, and into, it makes you naturally care more about the, uh, the pro team, especially since a lot of these players you are invested in seeing and, and cheering on um, eventually go on to play for the pro team. So you want to follow them in their careers. You want to keep um, watching what they do. And that's definitely the case with the Charlotte-Carolina uh, relationship. And it goes both ways too, because if you're a if you were already a Hurricanes fan, well now uh, you have an extra incentive to go see this AHL team play because you get to, um, you know, you you might be watching technically a lower league, but it's still really good competition, and you're also getting to see your team's prospects and and like uh, farm players play. So that's interesting in itself, in and of itself. Um, so it, it was an ideal situation for both teams. Um, but the fact that that one-year deal was signed kind of speaks to me that there was some sort of, you know, not necessarily fantastic relationship between the two groups, and I don't know that for a fact, but that's what I would assume. Um, otherwise, why not sign a, a more long-term deal? This team just won the Calder Cup. They're in uh, amazingly close proximity to you where guys can drive. Like, there's no, there's no ma- mishaps ever when you need to get a guy called up quickly if it happens in a day. We see it all the time, guys get called up at 4 p.m. and they're at the game. Um, you know, maybe a little less than that, but still it's a, you know, two and a half, three hour uh, trip via car. I mean, it's easy. It's an easy trip to make. You don't have to worry about um, dealing with airport delays and stuff. If You know, it's it's consistent travel. It's pretty much guaranteed uh, that you'll be there at a certain time and, and all that. So it's a, it's a, it's a good situation. Um, and then... Here we here comes the off season, and all of a sudden these rumors about the Hurricanes being um, rumored to sign an affiliate deal with the uh, Chicago Wolves, uh, another AHL team. Ironically, I believe the AHL isn't that who the Hurricanes beat in the or sorry the Checkers beat in the Calder Cup Finals. Uh, everything comes full circle, right? So now the the idea is that the Hurricanes are expected to sign an affiliate deal with the Wolves uh, as soon as this you know, as soon as the July 1st number comes around, but have essentially already agreed to that deal and are just waiting to sign it until officially until, you know, the other contract ends. Um, and that's got a lot of people upset, uh, probably rightfully so. I mean, imagine if you, I, you don't have to imagine, I'm sure a lot of you listening um, could be definitely in the Charlotte area or, you know, fans of the checkers that, see games. I know there's season ticket members of the checkers that uh, might be listening to this. And uh, obviously you love watching them play, but, but part of the thing that makes it so cool is that you're a fan of this other pro team in your state um, who's had also success kind of right in the same path as, as the checkers have, and you're getting to see their future talent develop. So now it's not like you're just rooting for guys and then eventually they leave and, and they're gone and you know you see them have success, but it's not the same. You're, you're getting to root for them still throughout their entire careers and you feel even more connected to them because uh, you were rooting for them before you know they were 
in the big leagues before maybe everybody knew their name. You knew their name. I, I always think that's cool. I love, um, you know, finding AHL players that I'm like, I really like this guy's game. And then watching them come up and, and do so well, it just it, it makes you want to root for them more than just some guy that came from uh, a team that you're not necessarily paying attention to, probably because it's across the country. Um, I mean, I know that's how it was when the team was up in Lowell and Albany. I never paid attention to them. I didn't know who half the guys were on the team unless you know, you know they were high-profile draft picks. And that's because, I mean, it's so far away. It's so far away that it doesn't... It's it's not on your radar really when you're when you're thinking of um, you know what hockey to pay attention to, and that's not necessarily a terrible thing. I mean, there it will still have hopefully a local fan base, and obviously with these teams we know they're existing AHL teams, so they clearly have a fan base. And the Wolves uh, were the affiliate for Vegas, so it's not like that was a close proximity. So obviously people like it's not an issue for them. Um, but I believe that Waddell has ties to that organization from his Thrasher's days, um, if, if I'm correct about that. And if I'm not, just pretend that I am and don't fact check it. Uh, so that, I'm sure, has a lot to do with things. But this is the, this is the um, statement um, that the Charlotte Checkers put out. Listen to this. While we are aware that the Carolina Hurricanes are nearing an affiliation agreement with the AHL Chicago Wolves, the Hurricanes have had little dialogue with us regarding this matter in an era when NHL teams are placing great value on affiliations with closer proximity between the two clubs, we understand the confusion that such a move would cause. We will explore other options for our affiliation and look forward to continuing to playing in the American Hockey League when play resumes. Whoa. That, that statement is just seasoned with sass. Peppered, you know? Sprinkle in a little bit of sass. Uh, there is a lot going on if you're reading between the lines in that statement. I mean, they say, in an era where NHL teams are placing great value on affiliations with closer proximity between the two clubs, we understand the confusion that such a move would cause. Basically saying like, yeah, we don't know what the fuck either. What are you doing, Hurricanes? Like, really, really uh, taking this opportunity to kind of say, hey, fans, if you're confused about this, you should be. This is a dumb move for the organization to make. Um... You know, uh, more power to you, Checkers. Uh, I would be pissed too because the the reality of this situation is this move definitely affects the Checkers much more negatively than it affects the Hurricanes. I know that there's a lot of Hurricanes fans that are like, no, don't do that. Please keep the Checkers. We like having that Charlotte team and being able to follow them and, and go to games and all that. And you know, all the people in Charlotte that are Canes fans, but also don't get to go to Canes fans all the time or Canes games all the time, but can at least go to checkers games like that. Of course, you don't want that taken away. But the reality is, if that if that AHL affiliation moves, one, the Charlotte checkers are still a team. You can still go see them. You know, they might be affiliates for a team like the Florida Panthers is the rumor right now. Um, but still, you're getting to see AHL level talent uh, come through. And it's still an exciting league, and it's still your team. Like, nothing, well, I mean, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's weird because everything, I want to say nothing changes, but the only thing that doesn't change is the name of the team, the facility, and and all that. Uh, you know, the coaching staff, this is, this is a thing we need to clear up, too. Um, just to be clear, I know that 98% of you understand this, but for anyone that doesn't, with those affiliations, like the Hurricanes, any player that they drafted or have any player that they've placed with Charlotte as an organization like that player belongs 
the the rights of that player belong to the organization, so they will follow whatever affiliate deal the Hurricanes makes. If it's with Chicago, then you know all those guys that were playing on the Checkers uh, that weren't just um, you know AHL contracts with the Checkers directly will be um, Hurricanes players. Or sorry, um, Wolves players, Chicago Wolves players, and along with all the coaching staff, you know the player development guys like the Sergei Samsonovs and the Ryan Warsawskis and all those sort of people uh, will move with the team. It that does not stay in Charlotte. So essentially, Charlotte gets, you know, if they sign a new affiliate deal, let's say with the Florida Panthers, all the Florida Panthers minor league staff is moving to Charlotte, um, along with that that roster essentially um, for the most part. Hey, quick break. From the episode to tell you about our sponsor, Manscaped. Um, you've been hearing me talk about this for a few weeks now, and I'm not done because it's sick, man. You need to get on it. Uh, you got to groom, dude. You got to groom. Have you ever noticed that sometimes you'll be driving down your neighborhood and you'll look at like uh, the landscaping around um, people's houses? In certain houses, you look at them and you're like, man, it looks really nice. That person's probably got their life together. And then you you drive down that street and you pass by that one house where the guy's grass is just like, is it grass? It's like 99.9,000% weeds that are growing at least two feet high. Um, there's probably small children that are lost um, looking for their parents in that grass. And then they have those bushes in front of the house that are if they're not taller than the house, they're really close to it. And you're like, what is going on? Has that house been abandoned for years? And then you see a guy walk out the front door and go check his mail, and you're like, what's wrong with you? Okay, well, that's you. You're that guy if you're not trimming downstairs. So what are you doing? And you know you can help you uh, accomplish that goal of trimming up your downstairs is Manscaped. And they can do it with this new lawnmower 3.0. I'm telling you. This thing is fantastic. It's got a 7,000 RPM motor. Um, It can cut through anything except your balls because skin-safe technology. And that prevents uh, you from getting nicked or snagged. Uh, And that's no fun, dude. That's that's blood, and we don't like it. Um, It has a sick LED light that comes with it too. So while you turn it on, you can you can see what you're doing, and you can you know trim the shrubs and and you know make all those cool shapes like they do at Disney World. Uh, you can trim a little Mickey Mouse in there if you want to, um, and you have plenty of time to do it because the battery lasts uh, 90 minutes, which is dude 90 minutes. That's a long time. You can do you can make a lot of artwork in 90 minutes. Okay, um, so if that's what you want to do, you can do that with the new lawnmower 3.0. Um, the charging dock is awesome as well. It's like displaying it loud and proud, uh, up there, like on your vanity or your sink or wherever you're, you're putting it, um, on top of the toilet in the shower. Cause this baby is a hundred percent waterproof, which makes it super easy for cleanup. Um, it's awesome. What can I say? Uh, it's got an easy USB charger, all sorts of awesome accessories. So right now what you need to do is take advantage of that cool tool and go to manscaped.com slash, uh, or sorry, <laughs> go to manscaped.com, enter the promo code THPN, and that will get you 20% off and free shipping for your new lawnmower 3.0. While you're there, check out the other stuff they have. Uh, ball deodorant, dude, you need it, okay? I'm telling you, just buy some. Uh, and take care of your, take care of your nuts. Uh, so again, manscaped.com, 
promo code THPN, 20% off, and free shipping. Manscaped.com slash, or sorry, God, I'm terrible at this. Manscaped.com, promo code THPN. I'm sorry, Manscaped. Back to the episode. That's how that works. So, um, big, you know, obviously a big difference there if you're if you're a fan of the team. But in reality, and this is the thing that sucks for the checkers, is that um, if you're a Hurricanes fan and a Checkers fan, but you're specifically a Checkers fan because of the affiliation with the Hurricanes, you're probably going to be pissed off about this deal, but you're not going to stop being a Hurricanes fan if you've always been a Hurricanes fan. You're not going to just stop following the team. That team's still the same. Why, why would you stop following that team? I mean, I don't know. Maybe some people are pissed off enough to just be like, screw it, I'm boycotting the Hurricane. But that's, that stuff never lasts. We all know we all know that that never lasts. You still watch. You still care. And guess what? When things are going good and the team's about to make the playoffs, best believe you start tuning in and you, you, you act like you never left. Um, but different story. Um, but you you definitely could become significantly less interested in the checkers um, and, you know, be sad about that and, and miss that team. But, um, you know, maybe go to games, but it's not this. It's not going to be the same feeling. It's not. They're not going to have the same level of support, I don't think. And so, I completely understand this type of statement from the Checkers uh, ownership because they're probably pissed off. They're probably losing a lot of money in this deal, and they they clearly don't have the greatest relationship with the Hurricanes management, and. You know, that that could be why they're not... You know, I, I don't know what the details are behind this. I have no clue what side might be more right. You know, it's probably a little of both. Um, but at the end of the day, those relationships are important. And uh, clearly that one didn't quite go well. And that's a real shame on, on both parts. I think you, you have to fault both parties for that. Anytime there's like a disagreement that you can't... It's very similar to like a lockout and CBA talks, you know. When it gets locked out, you can say, hey, look, I understand both sides of the argument, but I'm kind of a little disappointed in both of you that you couldn't just put your your own needs slightly aside and make some sort of compromise to, to get the main goal that we're trying to accomplish done. Um, so that's interesting. But, you know, look, that's the power, that's the leverage that the pro team has is that you need us more than we need you. We can go get an affiliate wherever, and it's not going to really affect our revenue. Of course, I'm sure the the checkers will, um, the checkers would have been drawing you know more fans to the Hurricanes and, and boosting their stuff and dogs, um, boosting their stuff a little bit. But uh, the the far more likely scenario is that it's the other way around, right? That the the fact that the checkers are connected to the Hurricanes is bringing more fans and money to the checkers franchise than vice versa um so you know it is it is what it is and uh you know it could even be that it's the same percentage of fans that are you know going to the hurricanes because of the checkers and going to the checkers because of the hurricanes but that means way more to the ahl team than does the nhl team revenue wise so uh, it's going to be weird, man. It's going to be weird when this all is said and done, seeing um, you know the Checkers sweaters not have that um, Hurricanes logo and, and seeing uh, you know Kane's prospects uh, in a different uniform and in a different city and, and not be close. And uh, that's all weird. But hey, the show goes on. Prospects are still playing in the AHL. You know, would I rather them play in Charlotte? Sure. But, you know, for me... Wasn't going to go to Charlotte anyway. Don't live there. So uh, might as well go to Chicago, I guess. You know, it's still, I don't know. 
still wasn't going to go either way. Um, so truth be told, I don't really care. But for my friends and uh, those of you listening that live in the Charlotte area, like, yeah, for you, I'd definitely rather the team be in Charlotte. I think it was cool that it was in Charlotte. So it's a bummer, but it's a business, you know? I don't really know what to say. I don't I don't really know what, like, I can acknowledge that it sucks while at the same time acknowledging that I have no insight into the situation, you know? I have heard nothing from either side. And so it's not really fair for me to 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 make a judgment call or really like make any sort of argument on who's right or wrong when I don't have any of the facts. Like I know that's what a lot of people do. They like to uh, argue on things when they have none of the facts. Um, That seems to be kind of the norm nowadays, but that's not me. That's not what I do. I got to know the facts before I'm going to come up with any sort of opinion on something. So that is that. Um, Let me know what you think. I know a lot of you have already kind of voiced your concerns um, on social media and everything about that issue. Uh, It is a bummer. For sure. Next uh, little item in the NHL world is the draft. You know, we talked about this a little bit last week, but um, what are we looking at here? June? Fall? Uh, There's a lot of talks going on about it, and I think we should expect this week, and hey, by the time you listen to this, we might even have an answer to this, but there's been a lot of talks between the players in the league um, about whether to move the draft back to to the fall or have it in June. And um, there's a lot of... It's a, it's a complicated issue here, but the main points are, hey, if you're going to have it in June, one, it gives, it gives some sort of revenue, some sort of TV revenue at least. Um, I mean, look at the NFL draft. People plugged into that. It was, it was a big deal. People were excited about it because it was sports. Like it was, it was some kind of sports. And yes, it was weird and it was different and, and it didn't have the same kind of feel to it, but um, it, was, it was a thing to follow. And people are going to tune into that. And you best believe that if the NHL draft is on, um, all the hockey fans that you know are itching for content are going to be tuned in, and the ratings are going to be really good. And so that's going to make money um, and help out, you know, the the TV people. And um, in turn, you know, in the long run, that makes the NHL money as well. Uh, keeping those people happy, they'll get more money back from that. So uh, that that is one reason. Um, Another one would be all these all these players playing. Um, you know, if you're delaying things into the fall for them to get drafted, who there's so many leagues. You know, it's not like the the NFL where pretty much every player is coming from college. Uh, the NCAA, these guys are coming from a million different leagues. I mean, there's like twelve different leagues that guys are going to get drafted from. And all those leagues are going to operate differently. They're in different parts of the world. Who knows how their season's going to go? Are they going to, are they going to be getting drafted in the middle of a new season for them? Or um, what's the case? You know, that sort of stuff just gets complicated. It, it, that's the point of the draft being in the offseason. It's meant to be in the offseason. Um, there's, there's a lot more stuff that goes in there. Some reasons why people think maybe push it back to the fall is, um, you know, just the, the uncertainty of things like, we don't know what's going to happen with the season. So if you put a if you put a, a draft in the summertime in the off season, then you know it's it's you're not answering a lot of questions. I don't know if there's going to be a season. So what are you seeding it based on? Like I know there's a talks about point percentage, and that probably makes sense, and that's all well and good, and modifying the lottery and all that sort of stuff, great, so that it's more fair uh, because teams didn't get to finish the season yet. 
um, or maybe at all. But then, you know, what happens if you do resume the season? And, you know, some team goes on a 10-game win streak, and now they got a lottery pick, and, and they shouldn't have. Uh, there's a, it's just, you're never going to keep everyone happy with these, with any, any scenario. Um, the other thing is, is, um, contracts and the salary cap. We, we've heard that the salary cap might be staying put, um, for now instead of going up as it was expected. And that makes sense, right? With the huge decrease in revenue that, uh, you know, it doesn't really make sense to be upping the salary cap. You're not, you're not growing. You, you shrank a little bit, um, because, of, of all the stuff going on with the virus. So um, that's, a, that's a big deal, not knowing. Um, and having, you know, the draft is such a big hub for trades and, and new um, contract negotiations and, you know, packaging draft picks and everything with, you know, different pieces. And, and kind of it's a big piece of forming your roster for the next season. And that's a little difficult to do with so much uncertainty uh, going forward. Plus, you know, if, if you do it in June and then the season resumes after that, uh, are you going to, how do trades work? You know, it's, it's, you can't, right? It's past the trade deadline, but like, what do you, it's weird. Um, and the league would have a lot of problem solving to do with that. So it just creates a lot of logistical nightmares. Um, either way, it's weird. It's weird either way, and either either decision you make, um, it's gonna piss people off. Personally, if I had to pick one, I guess I would go with a June draft, just because, um, uh, you know, like the rest of you, I'm sure, I just want to see something happen. <laughs> you know, for my own selfish interests, uh, selfish interests, I think that that would be cool to watch uh, to get to at least see something going on around the team. There's also like scouts, right? If you're doing it in fall, like what is that scout? Are they working now into next season for this season on last year's contract? It's weird. It doesn't make sense. How do you how do you fix that? Um, so a lot of stuff going on with that, and uh, a lot of stuff to keep an eye out for. And, and like I said, we should be hearing news about that like very very soon as you're listening to this, or potentially already. As you're hearing it, depending on what day of the week you are listening to this, but it should come out the week that this episode drops. So keep an eye on that. That'll be um, definitely something to look forward to uh, hearing about. Um, CBA talks I mentioned a little bit uh, earlier. It seems like this would be, I don't know, I go back and forth on this. It would seem like maybe this is the perfect time to go into CBA negotiations, right? Wouldn't you think? Because, like, what else are you doing? But also, you're doing a lot else is the thing. So, like, there's a lot of stuff to do. And, um, you know, getting next season, this season, next season, whatever, getting it all figured out and, and you know, taking steps along the way and constantly planning and replanning and, and you know, going over things a million times and, and trying to change a plan 50 times in a week and, <laughs> and everything. Like, there's a lot going on. But, um don't forget about the fact that the CBA still needs to be extended. You know, we, we have a little bit of time, but for so long, the NHL hasn't had labor peace. And by that, I mean, you know, it's, you know what I mean. It, every time we come up to this, you're thinking lockout. Here we go. Here we go. Lockout. You know, last time it was only a partial one, but still there was a lockout. Time before that, guess what? Lockout. It's not, it's not fun. <laughs> It's a horrible environment for a for a sport to be in, and I get it. You know, both sides. Like I said, leverage. You want you want this and that, but it's a little disappointing on both sides when they can't come to some level of compromise 
um, and push the game forward. You don't see that happen in other, you know, leagues. Like, look at the NFL. When's the last time you saw an NFL lockout? Do you think that the players' association and the the ownership the ownership groups don't have, you know, quarrels about stuff or or thing that they need to to talk about and stuff that the players want that the owners don't want and vice versa? But I, I don't think that you know not having labor peace is an option for that league. And and it needs to be the case in the NHL because the sport's growing. It's it's getting, you know, more and more popular, I think, every year. And uh, people are really... Obviously, it has such a great fan base. And you're, it's just such a disservice to the fan base when you can't talk the stuff out. You have years. Years. I know there's other stuff going on, but you have years. You know? And... It's got to become less about, hey, look what I did for my side, and I won. It shouldn't be about winning. It's about compromise. Nobody wins. You should both tie. <laughs> That's how it should work every time, you know? Um, give and take. You know, if you're going to ask for something, then offer something. You can't ask for everything, and you can't offer, you can't be given, you know what I mean? It's stupid to, and both sides go in and they're like, we want this and this and this, and that's it. And it's like, well, the other side wants stuff too, so. Why would they say yes if you're just like, nope, we're not giving you that because we have to get it our way or else we walk? Like, okay, well, then nothing ever happens. Lockout every every eight years then. It's such a aggravating cycle, and uh, I really hope that it doesn't come to that. But, you know, the league has been in and out of talks, but formal talks have kind of paused, and I guess that's to deal with, you know, all the stuff going on and, um, you know, more power to you. Get that stuff figured out as well, but um, it's... it's uh, it's upsetting to think about, um, you know, oh, we could deal with all this in this huge pause, and in a couple of years we could be dealing with a lockout too. Uh, that's no fun. So um, the last issue I want to talk about because, I, I, you know, we, we've been talking about this, but I haven't specifically really talked about it, is the idea of these, these hub cities resuming. At a certain point, I don't want to be like pessimistic, but at a certain point, I think we're getting a little crazy with understanding all the th- all the all the stuff all the stuff that needs to happen, and still trying to put on this sports league. Like I get it, and the league needs money too. Like we want the league to stay afloat, right? Well, then they need some sort of revenue. Like this is detrimental right now. Um, so I get it. I I want to start, you know. I wanted the season to resume too, but the constraints that the stuff has to be under sometimes, it's like, if that stuff doesn't change, how are you even, I mean, how are we doing this? You're asking players to, and how do you even pull it off? And, and like, how does, how is it possible to follow the constraints? Because you're asking players to essentially like entire divisions, I guess, to essentially isolate themselves in these hub cities away from, Every away from their home because you no one can have you know that home ice advantage, uh, and so they're away from their lives. Nobody can you can't be people can't be going home you know every week because then you're not isolating yourself. If you're gonna do it like that, you might as well just travel everywhere. You know, so everyone has to isolate, and they have to uproot their lives and be away from all these people. And if anybody contracts anything and you have to be constantly testing I mean like the constraints are crazy but I don't think the players are super gung-ho about the idea of you know being stuck in some 
non-home city for, you know, months to finish the season. I mean, longer for playoff teams than non-playoff teams, but uh, that's crazy. And if you're a team that already knows you're out of it, like if you're a Detroit or a San Jose or somebody like that, like I would be like, fuck no, I'm not doing that. Are you crazy? Why would I do that? Just cancel the season. Like that would be my thought process. And so how do you come to an agreement if if there's whole teams that are on board with you know what I mean like the the negotiations for that and, and getting you know the players and owners on board to a solution that makes sense is just it's pretty crazy and uh, I can see how that's gonna be a, a real nightmare to to kind of stumble through and and get an agreement on so uh, let me know what you think and let me know what you think on the draft too uh, maybe I'll put a poll up on Twitter but uh June draft. Fall draft. When should it be? Why should it be? Uh, you can text the answer to that to nine seven. Nope. <laughs> Giving the wrong number out. You can text the answer to that question to 912-289-7882. Okay? Save that number. Do it. Text fall, summer, why? Let me know. I'm going crazy. Um, all right, we're wrapping it up here. Hope you hope you um, enjoyed this episode. Again, guests are coming. I know I say it every week, but it's but I'm trying to schedule with people that obviously have live go- lives whew, lives going on. I got lives going on uh, in my house, um, dude. Did you guys like that that dock I built? You see those pictures? I also built a bar, um, and today I just built a fire pit. Dude, we're getting shit done in my backyard we're getting shit done and uh i also we hung a bunch of string lights i stained the bar i'm gonna polyurethane coat the top of the bar dude i'm a carpenter now don't come at me with anything you know i'm a carpenter now podcast host carpenter in that order um all right well enjoy yourselves for another week try to stay sane um Restaurants opened here, dude. I mean, very, very sparingly. Like, you can have, like, six people in there. But it's crazy, dude. I walked to a restaurant to pick up some food for some takeout, and there was people sitting down, and I was like, this is weird. But it shouldn't be weird. It's normal. Uh, But it's weird now. Isn't that crazy? Anyway, enjoy your week. I'll be back Monday with some more content. Have a good one.